What's going on, everybody? It's Derek, and you're listening to episode 114 of the Gaming and Chill podcast. This week, want to cover a couple of topics, actually. Uh, this week, a major scientific breakthrough. The first image of a black hole was captured, or a caveat to that, and then Hellboy 2019 released. So, I want to cover all of that, and uh, talk about what that actually means, black hole-wise, and talk about my review of Hellboy 2019. But, before we do all that, this episode is sponsored by Humble Bundle. Thanks, guys. Our partner for this week's podcast is Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is an online digital store that sells some of the most popular games from the most popular game developers. But that's not all. They also offer bundle deals that change weekly and monthly that allow you to pay a designated amount for a collection of games or ebooks that can often save you hundreds of dollars. Humble Bundle then donates portions of its proceeds to a featured charity. In addition to this awesome business model, they have also partnered with us so we get a small portion of any purchase or donation through their website. All you need to do is go to our website, scroll to the bottom of the page, and click the Humble Bundle Partner logo and shop for any games of your heart's desire. Thanks, Humble Bundle! Back to you guys. So this week was a huge leap forward for scientific history. This week, the first ever picture of a black hole was captured. But that's kind of an anomalous thing. Um, it's, it's, it's tricky to explain. So I'm actually going to be reading an article to explain what that actually means um and because i want to give proper scientific credit um there have been a lot of memes if you want to call them that but they're actually more of almost hit pieces on a level of you have one side that says oh here's this um female scientist and for some reason i'm drawing a blank on the name right fast but people are claiming that and, and, and i don't know if it's uh, it's a doctor katie bowman some people are claiming that she was the uh, she was the person who did it and it's like well there's a caveat to that there is a team of people working on that and let me say this this doctor not taking away any credit has never once said i did it She's always said, hey, my team did it, which is the proper attitude to have. But then you have the other side who's trying to create troll accounts to try to take away that victory. Um, that, that victory for scientific history by saying, oh, she's claiming she did it all. Or, oh, she didn't actually do it. This other doctor did, but she's taking the credit. Typical blah, blah, blah. Pure vitriol. If you're one of those people, stop it. Get help. But if you're one of the, I don't know, almost infinitesimally larger group of people who are actually able to use rational thought and cognizant thought, you realize it's a team effort. And it's an amazing scientific discovery. Because this is the first time in human history that an image that we're calling a black hole exists. And why I say that is because it's actually the picture of an event horizon. 
it's kind of like, and the best way to explain this is, remember in Star Wars Attack of the Clones when Obi-Wan Kenobi is looking at the star charts and there's a giant blank spot and he goes into the training room with Yoda and the younglings and he's like, I'm looking for something. And they're like, well, you have all of this data and blank spot around here. Something has to be there. It's almost like a portrait of negatives. By looking at the negative space, you're able to see the object. It's like if you took paint, you stood up against the wall, took paint and splashed it over an object, then removed the object. You still have a picture of the object in the negative space, if you're using the art world. So, that ring, that burning ring, is actually the event horizon of a black hole. Because it's impossible to get a picture of the black hole, because light and matter don't escape the center of the black hole. So it's really interesting. If, if you know how cameras work, they only capture the light off of an object. So it's really kind of cool in the sense that we're not taking a picture of the black hole, but basically everything around the black hole. And it's this beautiful, it looks like the, the eclipse straight out of the end of Avatar The Last Airbender. It's just this burning ring with this black center in it. And then I'm amused when people go, oh my god, it's such a blurry photo. And it's like, okay, technically, this black hole is 55 million years old. Because that's how many light years away it is. You were not actually looking at it as it was. We're looking at the light as it was cast 55 million years ago or so. It's like why every picture of deep, deep space, like stars, they're probably, the stars that we see in the night sky are probably dead, just like all of our hopes and dreams. Because that is actually light cast off as they're dying. So the stars that we're wishing upon tonight, they're dead. It's really fascinating that the light in the sky, it's actually the past you know if, if you really think about it that way it's it's really kind of spooky i mean because if you think about it scientifically this if the sun were just to suddenly blip out of existence we wouldn't know about it for eight minutes because that's how long it takes for light to travel to the earth we would not realize the sun was gone until around the eight minute mark when all of a sudden, boof, darkness. So it's really fascinating to, hear, to read the scientific portion of this, of like, hey, this black hole, 55 million years, it's humongous. It is about 100 billion kilometers wide. To put that in perspective, it's larger then the entire solar system, and about 6.5 billion times the mass of our sun. It's amazing. Because this is the first time that we've ever done something like this. It's... It's just a lot. It makes you think of how small humankind is. That in 2019, we're still going, well, we just now captured the event horizon of a black hole. And it was thought previously impossible. And there's a lot 
a lot of data for the images. Like, there was so much work put into this. That to think that some people are going to meme it. And, you know, sometimes the memes are pretty funny. Like, I, I, if you are on our Discord, you've seen some nice black hole memes. They're awesome. And yes, some people have already looted the black hole, which I can appreciate that in a weird sense of... And I'm going to word it this way. For people to make lewd art of things, it means that people are interested enough to, to look at it, to know what it is, and know its cultural significance. Um, and then, you know, you, you stumble upon it across Imgur, Reddit, whatever you're browsing, Twitter, and you see it and you're like, cool! Some people don't think any further of it. Some people are like, well, I'm going to look that up and look into what it is. But it's kind of cool that it's a cultural touchstone enough that people are looting it as you l-e-w-d looting it it's kind of cool in the sense that it means that it's culturally relevant i mean people people have looted things like the earth and saying oh i'm not flat it's great people have looted a lot of things olympic rings for every new olympics it's weird it's terrible and it's wrong but at the same time it's so cool the fact that somebody took that time it's it proves a cultural relevance to something and to have a scientific research scientific breakthrough be a cultural touchstone it's awesome hearing people at work who had never seen anything like that who'd never heard of really cared about science like that to be like oh my god did you see this it's cool it's cool to see something so important now is this going to affect my day-to-day life no but it does affect the way that we i see humanity on a level of humanity is insignificant it's important but cosmically insignificant something so massive that we barely get a picture of it is wider and larger than our entire solar system. And right now we think the world is as big as what the Kardashians are doing, what the news is reading about our illustrious president, no matter which area you're listening to this in. It's not important. It pales in comparison to how massive this is. And the fact that our galaxy spins around the heart of a black hole. It's awesome. Science is awesome. And I look forward. I look forward to reading in several years from now. Scientists who explain. I got into science because of this. Because of capturing an image of a black hole for the first time. It's awesome. That. It'll have an impact on people's lives. Maybe not your life, maybe not my life, but someone looked at those pictures and went, wow, I'm going to do that sort of work when I grow up. That is what's most important. That somebody looked up, maybe they look up in the night sky, and they think, I'm going to explore that 
I'm going to study that. I want to make a discovery. And maybe they'll be part of a team that one day will discover something new. Because we're always discovering something. We're not just discovering the fastest way to redistribute Rule 34 on the internet. We're discovering something about the existence that we live in. I don't want to say galaxy because things are so much bigger than the galaxy or universe because maybe something's bigger than the universe, but the plane of existence for which we live, including everything in and out of our universe. It's amazing. Somebody will go and explore that and make ground-breaking exploration and informational research. And all because they looked up at the night sky, or on Twitter, a black hole was trending. So, Twitter may be sometimes a cesspool of things, but for one day, for one hour, for one minute, it brought news that may have very well changed someone's life, that may very well change the universe as we know it. Never doubt the actions of something that may seem insignificant to you. Never doubt the actions that may seem minor, unimportant. Things like being kind to somebody, writing them an encouraging note, tweeting them something nice, tweeting a cat gift. Tweet me cat gifts is what I'm saying. You never know what's going to be significant to someone else. You never know what will change the universe or change the entire trajectory of existence. You just never know. So maybe instead of, if you're one of those people who decide to make this about a gender issue, black hole of all things, who knows no gender when consuming all matter, stop and realize that what you say what you do has an impact that may last an eternity for someone, for a whole group of people. You, you never know. And I'm not saying that it's all your fault if something bad happens, but you never know all that could happen. So why not be the best? Why not be the person who Mr. Rogers knows you can be, who taught you to be, be the person that Uncle Iroh hopes that you'll be, and be as positive as Bob Ross. The Holy Trinity, Bob Ross, Mr. Rogers, and Uncle Iroh, in my opinion, that's the Holy Trinity of character building. I think it's important. And this black hole may have been derivative of that idea but it's important. Because, yeah, it's an image, and yeah, it doesn't have impact in most of our daily lives. But it still might have had an impact in someone's life. So, and if you haven't heard of the black hole, there you go. You can go look it up. The black hole picture. Um, now, changing track into something that purely does not matter following a black hole. Um, Hellboy, 2019. It released this weekend as of this recording date of April 14th. It was 
Let me word it this way in an analogy. Hellboy 2019 is to Hellboy of the 90s as Star Wars The Force Awakens is to Star Wars A New Hope. In that, it is basically the same movie, just a fresh coat of paint, some new actors, and some references to the old and past. It's good. I don't know that I'd go, I don't know that I'd recommend going to the theater to see it. Um, because for me, I don't know, maybe this is just years of loud music. Um, but sometimes it was really hard to understand the people. And maybe it was also because maybe they had heavy accents or things like that. But it was actually a pretty good movie. Um, if you're, I will say it's got a lot of language and a lot of violence in it. A lot of blood. But I liked it. It was darker and more true to the original comic. And sometimes I think that they, I worried that they tried to put too much into it. Like they were like, let's make all the references to all the movies all the time. And it's like, I mean, you don't, you don't really have to make every reference. Like you don't have to make all the references just because you can. But I appreciate the fact that you wanted to. Um... I mean, it covered Hellboy's origin, it covered, you know, several of the other characters' origins, and it was basically a retelling of the, um, 90s version of Hellboy, and when I say that, I think I've pretty much given away all the spoilers, and absolutely the commercials did as well. Um, there was nothing in the commercials that didn't explain what was going on that would spoil anything, um... The commercials basically gave away the entire plot. Old Witch wants to come back, raise a new, you, you know, army, and Hellboy's gonna be it. That's exactly nearly the plot of the 90s version of, but instead of Gregorio Rasputin trying to do that and bring it upon the um, old gods, this lady, played by Mila Jovovich, who it did a fantastic job, uh, is basically wanting to bring forth hell. And a new, basically a new realm of darkness and shadows and monsters. And it's cool. But it's pretty much the exact same thing as what Gregorio Rasputin wanted to do. And, you know, you have the same story beats of his of his dad not getting along, the BPRD. If you're a Hellboy fan, this movie probably is like a gold mine. Or it's a slaughtering field on which you don't like. Um... There is a lot of stuff that I really did like. Some of the action sequences did feel a little bit like, all right, this is the same action sequence. Um, the, in a weird sense, maybe this is just me, I was a little surprised that they did not use Hellboy's iconic gun a lot more. Um, and given the fact that in some of the spots, they made a big deal about it, but didn't really execute on it it's like introducing a new weapon a Chekhov's gun and then not it feels like you've been tantalized into something and then it's like and never mind it's like but I wanted that but I wanted this to happen so it's not terrible I liked it um you know I, at first I got out of the theater and I was like I don't know how I feel about it but the more I think of it, the more I'm like, it was a good movie. It was entertaining. It made the popcorn in which I was eating and the lemonade in which I was drinking taste so much 
better. Um, because it was just a fun movie. It had a lot of the same story beats from the Hellboy 90s, which is not a bad thing. Because I enjoyed Hellboy from the 90s. I know a lot of people didn't, but this one was a lot darker in the sense of it stayed true to the comics. And was less about action hero that Hellboy was and from the 90s. And more about the idea of darkness versus light, monsters versus humans. Um, and that Hellboy is stuck in a world between. Um, he doesn't know where he really rests in that. Of He knows he looks like a monster. Everybody's His, his father treats him like a human, but everybody else looks at him like he's evil. It's kind of a cool idea. Um, you know, you could infer a lot of things culturally, politically about it, but ultimately don't overthink the movie. It's a good movie. It's just, it's, it's like Force Awakens in that some people will hate it because, well, it was like a new hope, but others will be like, no, it was fine. It was great. It was just a retelling of a new hope basically. And you know what? That's not a bad thing. That is not a bad thing, because A New Hope sets up the best trilogy, in my opinion, of all time. It sets up an entire universe that kids grew up on, that adults grew up on. It sets up a lot of things for the way we know, how we, the way our culture operates. And I'm not saying Hellboy's going to set up a new trilogy. I hope so. They definitely teased some stuff. Um, and there is a post-credit, a mid-credit scene and a post-credit scene, which, let me talk about that. I am actually kind of tired of that. Um, every Marvel movie ever does it. Every comic book movie ever does it. A lot of movies are starting to do it, and I'm like, you know, you really all don't have to. You can all do something new. I'm not saying post-credits are bad, but I'm just saying... It's no longer surprising when somebody does a post-credits. It used to be like, did you see the post-credits after this Marvel film? Wait, what? That was a thing? Oh, yeah, you should go see it. And it's like, oh, I guess I'll catch it on YouTube. Now it's like, well, I'm not leaving till you know, the screen goes dark, the lights are all on, and the, screw, the, the cleaning crew is like, get out, we need to clean. And, you know, that's cool, but at the same time, it's like, you don't. You don't really have to. You can end the movie at the credits and... Cool. But the end credit scene was actually really cool when you know some of what's going on. Um, and the character and set design was outstanding. I mean... The monsters looked good. I know they were all CGI, and, you know, a lot of people are going to go to the Guillermo del Toro era and go, oh my god, why are these all CGI when Guillermo del Toro did this? It's like, because if we'd done CGI in the 90s, it would have looked awful. But now it's not so awful. It looked good. And that's coming from me, who on occasion looks at games and movies and goes, wow, that's bad. So, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And here's the thing. User reviews are all high. Metacritic is low. So, 
if you're the type of person that wants to go see a movie regardless, go see a movie. I mean, this weekend, there wasn't a whole lot of other movies coming out. If you want to go see a movie with somebody, turn your brain off, go see Hellboy. It's good fun. It's not dark to the point where it becomes Batman versus Superman dark. But it's dark to the point of, ooh, that was actually dark. The enemy actually feels threatening instead of like, I'm gonna get ya, like Gregorio Rasputin from 90s Hellboy. I'm gonna get you. What are you doing in the background? I'm lurking menacingly. No. And this one, the Blood Queen, Mila Jovovich, is actually kind of a present villain. You kind of see her in the back. You kind of see her and you're like, oh, she's actually taking action and not just lurking menacingly and sicking a couple people on him. No, there's, there's a lot going on. And... On some levels, that's one of that's one of my complaints on a level. And I say complaint, it's not a bad complaint. Is it sometimes feels like there's a lot going on. That there's multiple people trying to take out Hellboy at the same time, but ultimately only one really matters. But it's like, why did we introduce this plot thread and immediately squash it out? But again, I still enjoyed it. The thing is, is you can enjoy movies that are empirically bad. It's just about what you enjoy. I personally enjoy the Resident Evil movies. They're widely seen as horrible. But I like them because they're fun. They're fun to watch. They're fun to look at it and go, ha, this was bad. But at the same time, it was good. Because of when it came out. So, ultimately, my thought on movies. And this probably wasn't a good movie review. But ultimately, it's... See movies you want to see. If you're on the fence about something... Read user reviews, in my opinion. Metacritic is... And Rotten Tomatoes is not good. User reviews, however... For me, generally hold a little bit more. Because they give a human experience rather than a... Well, I'm paid to review movies, so I've got to review it in an incendiary way. Nah. Bump that. Watch movies that people want to watch. The number of movies I've seen that are good, that have a terrible Metacritic score, pretty high. Because, did you enjoy the movie? Good. Are you a Hellboy fan? Go see this movie! It's a Hellboy movie. The more we see Hellboy, the more that Hellboy is in the news the better. Because that just means maybe we'll get another one. Maybe we'll get more comics. Maybe we'll get something. Or at least, at the very least, maybe we'll get a Hellboy Funko Pop. Or a Blood Queen Funko Pop. That's my theory. Support what you love. Even if people tell you it's not good. Because let's face it, Hellboy from the 90s didn't get received well. It's a good movie. Fifth Element. It's a good movie. People didn't, a lot of critics didn't like it. Go see what you support. Go support what you love. You know, don't let some Metacritic score tell you, oh, it's not worth it. You decide. You decide if something 
is worth it. You decide if your money and your time is worth it. Just saying. It's not hard. If you like the idea of Hellboy, go see Hellboy. If you don't like the idea of Hellboy, don't go see it. If the violence and language turns you off to it, don't go see it. The number of people I had seen, I seen kids in there. And as we were leaving, the parents were like, oh, that was violent. And it's like, did you miss that trailer? There was nothing not violent about that. It's like Deadpool all over again. But that's my that's my breakdown is go see what you support. You know, go support what you love. You know, you can't go wrong if you actually I mean, you have a good basis for it. Only you can decide if a movie was good or bad to you. Other than The Room, which is just bad. That's my theory. So, I guess wrapping up the podcast as a whole. You never know the moments that are going to change human history. And don't let negativity tell you what is good and what is bad. Go see what you want to see. Go do what you want to love. So I think that's actually going to end the podcast for this week. Don't forget that uh, we you can leave comments or suggestions down below on things that you would like to hear us cover. we got a couple of guests planned, but I still got to work that out with them. And we also do have a Patreon if you'd like to support the podcast as a whole. And don't forget to like and subscribe and share this episode with your friends to share the idea of Black Holes and Hellboy. And we appreciate each and every person who does like, subscribe, share it. We appreciate you all. Um, the number of times I look at the SoundCloud or whatnot and think, man, this many people are listening to it. It feels good. It feels good knowing that somebody is enjoying this. So I think that's actually where we're going to end for the day. We've been doing a little bit of shorter episodes just because I think shorter is a little bit better. An hour of drawn out content is not as good as 30 minutes of normal content so thank you so much for listening and don't forget to have a good week and be positive to one another be excellent to one another as bill and ted would say so until next week i hope that you have a wonderful wonderful week and in case no one else will say it to you this week hey we here at gaming and chill we love you very much have a good one Thanks, guys, and thank you to all of our listeners out there, because we really couldn't do it without you. We hope you enjoyed this week's Gaming and Chill podcast. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, follow us on social media, or learn how to support the podcast directly, check us out at www.gamingandchillpodcast.com. Also, be sure to stay up to date with Gaming and Chill by following us on Twitter at at gaming underscore in underscore chill. Yes, that is gaming underscore in as in nancy underscore chill you can also find links to the articles games and videos mentioned in this podcast in the description below thanks again for watching and until next time <laughs>